Hi, I'm Marianne Gramlich, and welcome to Make Your Message Right, the podcast where we embrace the power of R I G H T respect, integrity, gratitude, hope, and transformation. Join me and inspiring guests as we share stories of failures and successes, reflecting on how living the five values can empower and influence others. So grab your favorite beverage and join in a journey of self-reflection and growth. Together, we'll explore the power of living the values of R-I-G-H-T, respect, integrity, gratitude, hope, and transformation, and how these five values can help you make your message right. For listening today to my podcast, Make Your Message Right. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences of failures and successes as we explore the power of right, respect, integrity, gratitude, hope, and transformation. My guest today is Nicole Oak, and I'm excited to talk with you, Nicole. In the next 20 to 30 minutes, we'll chat about your journey in helping children build their emotional intelligence. But before we start talking, I want to know more about you. I wanted to explain more to the listeners about you. I know from your bio, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a member of the wildlife firefighting community based in Boise, Idaho, and that you work for the National Interagency Fire Center. And you also spend your spare time, which is tough when you're the mother of a couple kids, you help build tomorrow's leaders through programs like Girl Scouts. And recently, I'm delighted you became an author. And congratulations on the book, Penny Panda and the Gift of Possibility. Nicole, tell us more about your book. What is the background? I know there's mom and dad and there's the little girl, Izzy. And then take it from there. Introduce Penny the Panda. Perfect. So this book is for children between the ages of probably ideally between like five and eight. And it's a story of a young girl named Izzy who gets a stuffed pan for Christmas. And she's a little disappointed because she's kind of like really just a stuffed panda. And her parents tell her it's a penny for her thoughts. So this stuffed panda is there for Izzy anytime she has big feelings or big emotions. And of course, again, Izzy's kind of like, okay, I'm, it's Christmas morning, let's open the rest of the presents. But as the day goes on, she starts to notice that her baby sister Maddie got more presents than her. And she does what is, in my opinion, natural for human beings to do and kind of jumps to a conclusion that she believes is true. And in this case, she decides that that means that her parents love her sister Maddie more than her. And so she kind of starts to feel funny inside and she's not quite sure what to do with these thoughts and emotions. So she takes her new panda, Penny, and goes to her room and she just kind of starts talking. And magically, Penny comes to life, and together they talk through Izzy's emotions, why she feels the way that she feels, and then they play what's called the possibility game. And in the game, what they do is they look for different possible meanings that could come from the same event. 
So Penny says, I can understand why you would feel that way. It makes sense. A lot of kids would feel that way. But what else could it mean that your sister got more presents? So they go through and they come up with some very practical, make sense to kids her age ideas of why that could have happened, including something like, you know, her parents wanted to spend an equal amount of money. And so baby toys are cheaper. That meant Maddie got a few more toys. Didn't mean that her parents loved Maddie more. And then they have one at the end, just a fun one, because it's always fun to have kind of an out of the box imagination possibility. And so Penny says, what if it was something funny, like one of Santa's elves, when he brought me to you, saw one of your gifts and thought it was so fun that they just stole it and put it in their pocket and ran away. And that's why your sister has more presence than you. And at the end, it's just kind of Izzy and Penny talking about how she feels now, really kind of paying attention to the difference in the physical feelings in her body, as well as the emotional feelings. So the goal for me with this book is to really help kids just kind of start thinking about things, thinking about, okay, when I get upset or have a big emotion, what is the physical reaction so that they can start being self-aware when those emotions are popping up? And then I want them to kind of figure out what, what actually caused it. Like what, was it an event or was it the, the meaning that you gave to what happened? And then I want them to get curious about their emotions and about the meanings that they're giving to things. So hope, I'm hoping that it can be a conversation starter for parents to be able to talk about some of these elements with their kids. And then also a fun game with the possibility game that parents and kids can play together to start practicing these skill sets. I wanted to ask you with the age range, and I'm going to use the example of my granddaughter because I did read the book to her. And that's how I decided that if anyone's wanting to read this and they pick it up and they think, oh, that's a little bit too old for my three-year-old, go ahead and summarize it for them because the illustrations are really well done. The concept back behind it is perfect. And I think, more children need to understand that, that be grateful for what you have. In the case where she, Izzy just got the bear, you didn't understand that that was a magical bear and that it would really help her. And if she was grateful for that, that would also expand how she could transform her life and transform her emotions into positive because nothing brings you down more than feeling bad about yourself because then your health actually goes down that's why I really liked the whole concept of Penny the Panda. It was fun. But how did you decide to test it when you were so, writing the book? I I actually never planned um, to become an author. It was kind of, I'd always thought it would be fun to write a book for my kids, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a big goal or a dream that I had. And then I, over the course of probably the last six years, I've done a lot of self-improvement, self-development. I studied for a long time about um, different methods and different you know, therapies and um, ways of thinking, mindsets. And I was like, this is great. I love this. And I actually would use the possibility um, as an adult to try to, I mean, I didn't call it the possibility game, but I would try to say, okay, so this person I know just walked past me and they didn't say hello. My internal instinct is to say they're mad at me. And that's just mm -hmm. where I automatically go in my head, but it could also mean they're in a rush or it could mean they're having a bad day. And I just found it very freeing 
right? That it was yeah. like, it took this um, weight off of my shoulders. And I thought, how great would it be if I could have learned this when I was young? So instead of spending the first, you know, 35 years of my life, kind of creating and dealing with this unnecessary kind of suffering, I could have been seeing all the possibilities and being okay with what was happening. And so I started searching Amazon for books. I was like, can yeah. I buy a book for my kids that would teach, like break down these kinds of concepts and teach them. And I couldn't find what I was looking for. There's a lot of really good books out there on emotions, but so much of it to me felt like it stopped after taught, like it, they would say emotions are good. Um, it's normal to have them. And then it would kind of stop. And I was like, okay, but I want the next part. I want the part where they walk away with the possibility game or a technique or a tool that they can put it like into their emotional intelligence tool set so that they can start practicing that now. So when I couldn't find what I was looking for, I decided to write a book. That's, that's where the fun begins because I know I'm in the process of writing mine and it's based on my granddaughter because I find it phenomenal with kids that they don't care if they fail. I mean, they do, but they don't. They just, you watch a baby and they're trying to walk and they're hilarious because they keep falling down and thank goodness for diapers because it's softer when they land, but right. they never give up. And sometimes I feel like adults give up too soon. Or we tell our children, you can't do that. You can't, you can't when they really can. And that's why I'm loving, I want to see what comes next with Penny Panda and the gift of possibility, because I think you're onto something that, that you just allow them to feel, mm -hmm. acknowledge, feel valued, feel respected, but also enable them with, with skills of how to become better. And I think when you talk about your inner emotions where someone doesn't say hi, your first thing is they're mad at me. I liken it to when people are on the interstate driving and somebody cuts you off or they're speeding right. down and you're not speeding. But then I'm in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, maybe there's an emergency. Is it right that they're speeding? No, but there's an emergency. So I should give them that grace. And that's where I'm like, this is good. So you have two daughters, right? Yes. I have a seven-year-old who Izzy is um, kind of based off of. And then I also have a two-year-old. Did your daughter have that where she saw her little sister get something? And it's like, well, wait a minute. We did. We had a little bit of that. We This exact scenario didn't really happen. I mean, she didn't get a magic panda bear. Um but there were a lot of things that I would notice that she would jump to those, these negative beliefs, these negative conclusions without seeing all of the possibilities. And so we spent a lot of time practicing that and playing the game. And, and if I'm completely honest, at first I was like, this isn't going to work. Like she's too young. She's not getting it. Um, but we just kept doing it over and over. And then it was kind of like a magic switch went off. And one day she just got it. And like, I remember coming downstairs and I was uh, kind of a funny story, but we had bought a Lunchable 
for her to take to school for a cold lunch. And I ate it over the weekend because I was in a rush and I was hungry. And so I came down Monday morning and knowing that she was like ready for her cold lunch with this Lunchable. And I told her, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sure you're going to be disappointed, but I just want you to know that I ate your Lunchable. And I was waiting for this epic meltdown. And she said to me, oh, that's okay, mom. There's always more Lunchables. And it was just like little moments like that, that it's like, okay, the old Izzy would have thrown a fit and acted like it was the last Lunchable on earth. But now that she's kind of expanded this idea and we've talked through it so many times, she knows that just because she didn't get it today doesn't mean that she won't get it in the future. And it just like deflates that big, intense emotion behind it. Kind of like what you were talking about being in traffic it's like when my husband because we kind of do that we played the possibility game too and someone would cut him off and I'd say something similar to like you said oh maybe they're you know in a rush or they have someone in the emergency room they're trying to get to and he'd be like why do you always let him get off the hook and I was like but but I'm not because a we don't know what's happening right and so the way I see it is for me in this moment I have two choices I can assume that they're being a bad person and that gets me all riled up and gets my emotions going or I can assume that they're in a situation where they need to do this and um, I can feel even a little empathy and that mm-hmm. doesn't rile me up and I was like so regardless of what the truth is in that moment their truth doesn't affect me what affects me is my reaction and I would rather assume that there's an emergency and and let them go on and be happy the rest of the day than be stressed out worrying about what happened in the traffic. Well, and it's something that's beyond your control anyway. I mean, you can't stop them. And if something happens, I know with um, my granddaughter, if something happens with her and, and she feels like she's not being listened to just to take a second and reflect on it and go, Hmm, okay. It really is how you react to situations that's how happy you are because if mm-hmm. you're just going to let it go and, and be empathetic and give them grace, you're going to find more grace with yourself. What's your next book going to be about? So my next book, um, I don't have the subtitle yet. It'll be another Penny Panda book. And in this one, Izzy is in a school talent show and she's super excited. But then she like looks out at the audience and sees all of these people and she gets pretty nervous because she's realizing that all of them are going to be watching her do this dance. And so she goes to Penny and um, she's kind of like, I don't understand. I have, I have two emotions and I don't understand what's happening. So the beginning is kind of a dialogue about how it's normal to have more than one emotion in a situation and that that's okay. And then Penny kind of goes on to explain that our emotions are here to serve us and that they help protect us. And Izzy kind of um, gets like this light bulb moment. She's like, like ninjas. So she starts to picture all of her emotions as different ninjas and having different tools to help her in life. And so they kind of talk through that a little bit. And then Penny reminds Izzy that they're here to help protect you and serve you, but you are in charge. And so this is a key moment for Izzy where she's like, you're right these ninjas report to me. And then she has a moment where she kind of 
addresses them and, and says, you know what, excitement ninja, you can come on stage with me. I'd love to have you while I'm doing my dance. Fear ninja, I understand that you're worried, but I'm in a safe place with safe people. You can go take a rest. And she kind of has this dialogue with her emotion ninjas that leaves, essentially leaves her with this sense of like, they're here, they're, they all serve a purpose. None of them are bad, right? There are no bad emotions. They're, they're all telling us something, but I'm in control and I can choose which ones I'm gonna allow to come with me and which ones I'm gonna say, okay, you need to go take a rest. And it's just kind of introducing that idea to kids that you, you are more than your emotions and you can learn to work with them and to take control of them and start to regulate them. I think that's the perfect thing because kids, they get upset, but they don't know how to let go or how to act, not act out in a bad way, but act in a positive way, not only for people around them, but for their own sake, just to be positive and just live without having all the drama. Because I right. think- when I was growing up, it didn't seem that there was that much drama around, but I was from a very small town and we didn't have social media. And now kids are bombarded daily with all types of social media of all ages. And I think that stresses them out. And that's where I see Penny Panda coming in to be very handy to help them through those emotional challenges. And even as adults, I need a Penny Panda. Right. I I had one person tell me I read the book and it was it was great for my kid, um, but really it was so helpful for me and my husband. And I was like, see, it's perfect for everybody. You know, maybe the target market is kids, but the secondary market's the parents learning how to, well, even interact with their kids, because yep. sometimes kids throw fits and they don't understand. Or I love it when my grandson decides to basically get his sister's attention so he pats her and sometimes it's a little bit hard and she cries out but that's life I mean he doesn't mean it you have to understand the meaning back behind it and it's choosing how you react so I love your book Penny Panda I think that's a hit and that you will go far now I know that I'm going to post on the show notes how people can contact you because you have handout for them and that way they can get to it and I'm trying to think if there's anything else besides that you want to talk about yeah I would just throw out there that if they're interested in the book um, I think this time of year is the perfect time of year because we're close to the holidays and this kind of takes place around Christmas time Um, so it's available anywhere books are sold so you can get it on Amazon or uh, Barnes and Noble Walmart that sort of thing. And then if they sign up for the free activity book, it's got um, directions and a blank page that they can use to actually play the possibility game with their kids, as well as just some fun activity book exercises. And that um, is completely free if they sign up. And then they'll also be notified when the next book comes out, hopefully, fingers crossed, next fall. Perfect. And the one thing I do want to let listeners know, Penny, the Penny Panda is situated around Christmas. So this is the perfect time for it to be given at Christmas time, because some kids do count 
and you know they don't understand the monetary value that parents do try and balance it out and that's a tough road but without going any further i just want to say thank you nicole for being my guest on my podcast make your message right and explaining how the emotional intelligence is key it is so key to helping these kids build skills to process any type of emotions that are going to be coming at them and some of them are really going to be tough and i think that by practicing the core values of being right the respect integrity gratitude hope and transformation i think those core values support your vision so well and i really do look forward to reading more of penny the panda series thank you and thank you for having me it's been my pleasure joining me on this journey of self-reflection and growth. Remember the power of right, R-I-G-H-T, respect, integrity, gratitude, hope, and transformation, and how these five values can make a positive impact on you and the lives of others. Until next time, I'm Marian Gramlich, encouraging you to make your message right. Please subscribe, rate, and review.